Hey everybody and welcome to a bonus episode of How I Built It. On this episode, you're getting just me and we're talking about something a little different than the normal stuff. We're talking about yearly themes. So what are yearly themes? Well, I got this idea from my favorite podcast, Cortex, which is by CGP Grey and Mike Hurley. Uh, this year, they even put out a fantastic journal to accompany the idea, and that link and everything we talk about here will be in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 2020. So here's how CGP Grey and Mike Hurley uh, describe yearly themes on their theme system site. Instead of resolutions, we set an overall idea of how we would like to approach each year or season. This becomes almost like a guiding principle for our work and or personal lives for that period. So uh, a couple of things to point out here is that first, it is an overall idea or theme uh, instead of a specific resolution. So instead of saying, I want to lose 25 pounds, my yearly theme might be the year of health. Uh, and then they also say that it's an approach to year or season, right? So I keep saying yearly theme because my themes are generally for the entire year. But if you realize in like July that you are not being active enough or you're not saving enough money, you can start a yearly theme in July, right? It's very fluid. So uh, that is the idea behind a theme. Uh, it's an overall idea of how they would like to approach the year or season. And I loved this idea when I first heard it, uh, and I'm all in now. So 2019 was the first time I did a yearly theme, and that yearly theme was the year of new content. Uh, the overall idea is that I didn't consume enough good new content in 2018, and I wanted to change that. So for example, uh, instead of watching like a new TV show, I would just watch Friends, Scrubs, how I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, basically on repeat. Uh, I would, uh, I, I think I said those in the order in which they came out. Oh no, Parks and Rec, I think, ended a little bit before How I Met Your Mother. Neither here nor there. Um, but <laughs> uh, the, the idea is that I just watched the same shows and movies over and over and over again. And I wanted to change that in 2019. Uh, so this is a yearly theme because I let it guide my decision-making for TV shows, reading books, going to see movies, and even consuming online content. It also guided my professional goals, so I wanted to be more deliberate about blogging, putting out more new content on my YouTube channel, and putting out courses. Your yearly theme, if you choose to accept one, should not focus on a singular goal, because it's easy to fail at those. If my goal was just to put out five new courses in 2019, I would have failed that. But I did put out more new content, and actually I completed four courses, so I was very close uh, if that was the example goal. It should be something, the, the theme should be something that you can actively work at, because that's going to be better for morale, right? Again, do you want to say, I want to lose 25 pounds, and then you don't lose 25 pounds? If you lost 20, are you going to feel bad about that? But if you say, I want this year to be the year of a healthier me, and you lost 20 pounds, great. I am 20 pounds healthier at the end of the year than I was at the start. 
So in this episode, we're going to start by evaluating 2019's theme for me, introducing my 2020 theme, and then I'm going to tell you how this is going to affect the podcast, as well as some tips uh, for if you want to start a yearly theme. So it's a little bit introspective for me. I hope that's okay. Uh, I do think that this content is generally helpful because it's helped me personally and professionally as we're about to find out. So let's start with evaluating 2019, the year of new content. Over on Casabona.org, I blogged about what this theme means to me, and it boiled down to three things. I want to consume different content, read more books, watch TV shows I haven't already watched a million times. I really can't stress that point enough. When we watch, this has to drive my wife crazy, though she hasn't said anything yet. When we watch TV shows, I will basically just dictate the entire scene. I will just say all of the dialogue, responses, uh, and it probably drives her crazy. But I've seen these shows so many times, especially Friends, that I can do that. Uh, And I want to see more movies. I'm not great at watching movies, which is weird. Like, I can watch, like, four episodes of Friends, but ask me to watch a two-hour movie, and I'm like, that's too much time. So... I want to consume different content, read more books, watch TV shows I haven't seen a million times, and see more movies. I also want to recommit to my learning plan, right? This was a goal in 2019. I want to take more online courses. I had like a big grand plan in 2018 to like learn JavaScript, like learn vanilla JavaScript better than I know it and really understand it and then move on to React. But I didn't do any of that. So I want to recommit to some learning plan. Uh, and then put out more of my own quality content. Namely, that means more courses, more videos for my YouTube channel. And I wanted to write a new book. I started getting the itch. My last book came out six years ago. And so I want to write a new one. So how did I do? Well, let's start with consuming different content. I've read 27 books. My goal was 18. The in 2018, I think I read 12 or less, maybe 10. So that's a big win. I read 27 books. I read, I hit my goal by, I think, July or August. And then I slowed down a little bit since then, but I've started to pick back up again. So that's a big win. I also watched two new TV shows, The Handmaid's Tale and The Mandalorian. I still ended up watching a lot of Friends, Scrubs, and How I Met Your Mother, but Since two new shows is two more new shows than usual in a year, I'm counting that as a win. Honestly, the ones that I watch on heavy rotation are are ones that are just kind of background noise. I had a long day. I don't want to have to think about something. And uh, so I just have those on. With the newer shows, I do like to be engaged and think. Uh, Oh, I should also say I also started watching The Morning Show. I need to finish that one. But I started watching The Morning Show too. So there we go. That is three new shows on three different streaming services. So again, counting that as a win. And movies too. I didn't see probably as many as I might have liked, but I did watch a bunch of new movies. Uh, I usually watched them on flights, of which I had many. And I saw a couple in theaters. So I saw like the live action Aladdin and Mary Poppins Returns, which I think came out in 2018, but I ended up watching in 2019. And a few other ones, Vice and Yesterday, that that movie about if everybody in the world except for like one guy forgot the Beatles existed. And as I record this, it's been a couple of days since I've seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, which 
I loved for many reasons. I'll link to my tweet storm and then you can kind of, it's a non-spoiler general thoughts. So I loved it. So I'm counting that as a win too. consume different content. I think I did a good job. 27 books. A few audiobooks are, are thrown in there. Three new TV shows and several different movies. So what about recommitting to my learning plan? Well, admittedly, I didn't take as many online courses as I hoped I would. I have a membership to Masterclass. I have a membership to LinkedIn Learning because I'm an instructor there. More on that later. And I, I was really hoping I would do like one online course a month. That said, I did take two that were hugely helpful to me. Uh, the first was the Max Sparky OmniFocus Field Guide, which I started in 2018, but I really started implementing that stuff in, in early 2019. Uh, and that was really helpful. It changed my workflow. And Pat Flynn's Amped Up Podcasting. Uh, I This was a $700 course. I had never paid that much for a course before, even though I make my own courses. Um, but I've got to say, I was unsure if this was going to be worth the money and it is super worth the money and hopefully you will start to see that in the next season which is starting in january of 2020 uh, so i think that pat flynn's amped up podcasting course was hugely helpful to me if you are an established podcaster or you you have the basics down and you're ready to take it to the next level i would strongly recommend this course. Uh, I think it's changing how I built it for the better. So both of those changed my workflows for the better. So uh, again, not as many as I wanted to take, but I'm going to count this as a win because the courses I did take had a very positive impact on my general workflow and my mindset and stuff I've learned. And then putting out more content. So first, let's start with the missed goals. Uh, I wanted to launch my podcast course, Podcast Liftoff, and I wanted to release an update of my Beaver Builder course this year. I did neither of those. The Podcast Liftoff course, because I decided like halfway through the year that it was it needed a major revamp and I needed to include more information, and I've been dragging my feet a little bit, and you'll see why in a minute, but I missed the, those goals. I didn't put out the courses I was hoping to put out this year. I also wanted to do one YouTube video per week, and I missed that goal too. However, I did blog more, and I put a lot more. I posted more than the previous year on my YouTube channel. I grew my subscriber base by 25%, and I'm really happy about that because I didn't start actively doing that until about halfway through the year. So uh, not perfect as far as stats for my own personal properties goes, but improvements fitting in with the yearly theme. Um, and then here are the big wins. I started making courses for LinkedIn learning slash lynda.com. I released two. My original goal was three, but I recorded another two. So within 2019, I recorded four courses for LinkedIn learning. So beat that goal. And then another goal I had in mind was to write another book. Like I said, and I didn't think that was going to happen. I kind of explored the self-published route. I was going to just maybe take transcripts from the podcast and put a bow on that. But I landed a new book deal with my publisher. So uh, I'm really excited about that. I've started writing that book. Uh, it should be out in 2020. 
keep an eye on this podcast or my newsletter to find out more about that. But I would say all in all, uh, big wins there, right? The courses for LinkedIn Learning and the book deal made the year of new content a big win for me. So how would I grade my 2019, my year of new content? I would give myself a solid B+. Uh, all in all, I'm really happy with how this year went. I fell in a few places, but I really did adhere to the theme of new content, and it shows in my work and in the stuff I consumed. I read a lot of different books this year, and I watched a bunch of new TV shows, and they weren't just like sitcoms. So I'm, I'm very happy with the way the year went. Uh, and I also have some thoughts I how, on how I can improve uh, with the 2020 yearly theme. So I'm kind of taking what happened in 2019, the things I learned throughout the year, and I am coalescing them into a theme for 2020. And so my 2020 yearly theme, drumroll, is the year of depth. Now, this theme is a little more vague, but here's what I'm thinking. I did too much in 2019. I tried to do too much. I didn't absorb as much information as I wanted to. I didn't implement all of the ideas and takeaways from the many books and courses I consumed. And I spent too much money. Uh, in 2020, I want to go less wide, but deeper. I want to cut the projects uh, that I'm working on down to only the things I want to do, like launch my podcast course. I want to focus on my membership. And I want to have clear goals and benefits for my members. I want to deepen my pockets by only buying what I need and saving everything else. Again, I spent too much money this year and not like detrimentally so, but I didn't need to buy the things, some of the things that I bought. So uh, to help with my year of depth, I've identified a few areas where I want more depth. Again, with my projects, it's podcasting and it's my membership. I'm reducing my services. I was doing full-on web development services. I was creating courses for hire and videos for hire. Uh, and I'm, I'm reducing those services to just a single new service, Done For You Podcasting, uh, and then the videos for hire. So I'm also going to create my own courses. I'm going to continue doing that for LinkedIn Learning as well. But uh, I will not be taking on especially any major web design projects in 2020 or any video work that's going to be more than just a couple of videos, right? I want my hired projects to be more like a few weeks and definitely not a few months long because uh, those distract from what I'm trying to do. I've also created a content plan that will guide me through these goals for the first time ever, for the first time ever, I've planned out the first six months of the year content, product releases, and this very podcast, which is central to my year of depth and everything else I'm doing. For memberships specifically, it means less, not more, content. I really thought the thing that brought the value of a membership was have as much content included in the membership as possible. I've learned that that's not the case. So I'm going to do less content and my content is going to focus specifically on building sites on top of WordPress without code. I'm going to introduce two new courses and that will be it for the courses I offer. 
I might even retire some of the courses. And then I'm going to spend time updating the courses that are there and giving my members more of my time to answer specific questions they have based on what they've learned. And speaking of learning, I've identified one area I definitely want to go deep on in 2020, and that's tools. I've got courses lined up for automation tools like Hazel and Keyboard Maestro and Siri Shortcuts. And I'm going to take courses on Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro. I finally bit the bullet and uh, bought those two. I've been having trouble with ScreenFlow and I'm not entirely happy with GarageBand. It's like fine. Um, but I also discontinued, speaking of the year of deeper pockets, I discontinued my Adobe Creative Cloud membership uh, subscription. And so I'm going to learn Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro and make those the tools that I use. And that will help me with the next area, personal depth of my time. Since I'm cutting out the projects I don't need to work on, I'm also going to work on making more time for myself by doing only the things that I personally need to do. This is something that really was driven home in the, the Pat Flynn Amped Up podcasting course. If I don't specifically need to do a task, then I'm going to either automate that if I can or hire where I can. And another first in 2020 is I'm going to hire a video editor for my own courses. That's going to save me so much time. It's going to reduce the cognitive load I need to, to put into launching a course. And it'll hopefully mean I can finally launch the courses that I'm hoping to launch this year. So uh, the last, let's say, pillar uh, of this theme is reading. And this is not the strongest pillar. It's certainly not stronger than the other ones. Uh, but I'd also like to use my reading time to go deep on a few topics here. I'm not necessarily sure it will work out. And here's here's why I wanted to do this. Again, I read almost 30 books about a wide range of topics. And then there were some really good takeaways from a lot of those books. But I didn't implement nearly as much as I should have. A great example is Superfans. There's a lot of really good advice in Superfans that I haven't implemented yet. And so, uh, so with all that said, the idea is to focus on one topic per quarter and read books surrounding that topic. This likely means I'll only read maybe 12 books this year, right? Uh, or maybe 10 books or 15 books, a lot less than I read this year. But it means that I'll hopefully be able to absorb more. Uh, and in quarter one, I'm thinking it's between audio engineering and artificial intelligence. But we'll see. I will definitely keep you posted on that. So you're listening to the podcast. What does all of this mean for the podcast? How does the, my yearly theme affect the podcast? Well, thanks to Pat Flynn's course, I was able to identify that many of you are freelancers and small business owners. That is different from what I thought. And it's not really who I've been interviewing lately. I've been interviewing a lot of kind of big time CEOs or at least CEOs of big companies, right? Uh, not necessarily relatable. So in 2020, I'm going to be dedicated to helping you grow. I'm going deep on the subject of helping freelancers and small business owners grow. And I've meticulously selected guests and planned episodes around that. Even the sponsors for this season are designed to help you. 
they're not just random or whoever is willing to give me money. I specifically reached out to a few companies and I said, this is what I'm planning. I would love if you were a sponsor. I think it would fit in really well. So I'm super duper excited about that. Instead of casting a wide net and accepting all sorts of guests, uh, which I've been doing, basically if, if a guest gets proposed and I like their story, I accept them. Uh, instead of doing that, I'm going to go deep and only interview people who are relatable to small business owners like you. Uh, people who are there in the same uh, position that you are or people who can give you specific advice to help you grow and move beyond that position because they just recently did. So that is how my yearly theme is going to affect the podcast. I really think it's going to be a great season. I'm really excited for that. Uh, and I hope my excitement in a yearly theme shows if I've convinced you to start a yearly theme, uh, I have a few recommendations. First, head on over to uh, the theme system website, thethemesystem.com. That's thethemesystem.com. The is included. Uh, link is going to be in the show notes. And read what Mike and Gray have to say. They also recommend a few episodes of Cortex where they talk in depth about what yearly themes are and what their yearly themes are. Uh, then I'd sit down and think about a few areas of my life, or I'd, I'd recommend that you sit down and think of a few areas of your life where you want to improve or optimize, right? I mean, not, not necessarily like look at the bad things of your life, but where, what do you want to work on? Uh, and write them down and look for common threads and rank them if you if you need to or if you want to. See what themes emerge and then pick one to focus on. The beauty of a yearly theme is it's never set in stone and it's totally malleable. So if you decide that you need to change direction three months in, you can. Uh, I'm really excited about my year of depth. Uh, and I should say it's malleable to the point where I even have one of my pillars, right? The reading pillar. I'm not sure if that's going to work out. I'm going to try it and I'm not going to be upset if in a couple of months I decide I need to change it. So I'm really excited about my year of depth. I think it's going to take my business and this show and my personal life to the next level. And uh, I, I hope that this has really been helpful for you. So thanks so much for listening. For all of the show notes, head over to howibuilt.it slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And I would love to hear from you. Do you have a yearly theme in mind? Have I convinced you to start a yearly theme? Do you have any questions about my yearly theme or what you should do? Email me at the email address joe at howibuilt.it or you can fill out the contact form over on the website howibuilt.it. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. 